everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. Today we have our dear friend Kelly Kathleen. She's a guitar player, musician, podcaster, DJ. This lady does everything. Here we talk about a bunch of stuff, including living in the Arctic, ghosts, and dead people's toes. If you like this podcast or if you like any of our podcasts, please go to our Patreon page, Death Valley Girls at Patreon, where you can support us and see a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Now, please welcome to your head and heart, Miss Kelly Kathleen. Hello. Hi. So nice to see you. It's good to see you, too. There's UFOs right behind you. There's at least... Wait, what? Yeah. You didn't... There is? Don't look now. Ah. <laughs> um, I'm wearing your shoes. Oh, yay. Well, I'm... one of them. The other one's here. You're just wearing one shoe right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wearing that one shoe because I was going to be funny. I was going to make a funny and say I'm wearing your shoes. And then uh, I just couldn't put both on. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not going to skate by this one. So right now, yeah. and for the past five minutes we've been talking, you're wearing one shoe. I think it was three minutes. And yes, and I had gloves because I was going to be fancy too. And then I just couldn't couldn't do it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I mean, I'll accept your apology, but it might take me a little while to get over. I mean, those are cute shoes. Like you're with me right now. (laughs) In every way. Um. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. So, okay, so the goal is to be shoeless. Yeah, that was my goal. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. I, um, I, um, I guess let's just be completely fair. Is I only change what top I'm wearing mm-hmm. for the podcast. This time, I chose a gigantic black Sabbath sweatshirt, so I don't really get dressed up for it because. Uh, I just wear what I feel like is going to help me channel and listen to my intuition enough to try and talk to you about the most exciting thing that you want to talk about. Um, But I'm wearing sweatpants and not only am I wearing sweatpants, I'm wearing illegal sweatpants. I'm wearing, oh, 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 no, Tommy. This, This dog has my exact face. Tommy, what are you doing? White hair, black eyes. We're not, Tommy, you said you wanted to come up here. <laughs> what Go to bed. Go to bed, Tommy. Go to bed, for real. This is serious. Go to bed. I can't. Usually when I podcast, I, I just like wear underwear. And I got this from the bottom of the hamper a couple of minutes ago. I don't know if you can tell. It's a little coagulated. <laughs> I think you're lucky that um, something that cool even exists. I'm a little bit concerned yeah. about the dog. Can we pause for one second? Oh, Sorry. Yeah. On. Okay. I'm feeding the dog uh-huh. now. Uh, um, though she wasn't hungry, uh, I don't know what she wanted. I tricked her by, um, I keep like tiny amounts of like, meat product for her around uh just in case like she doesn't she'll just get up and be like ah, ah i immediately have to be somewhere and it's like no you don't 
And then like during the podcast and then I'll be like, okay, I have to trick her or have to wipe her memory. And the only way to wipe her memory is to like give her uh, like meat or cheese product. Wow. Um, <laughs> now, I like that. What? Wipe her memory. I yeah. Like so she's, she's an anxious eater. No, she's just like, I think her priorities are, I think most animals priorities are like, should human food be available for my consumption? Like that is my priority. Like for her, I think her priorities are being close to my body, Mm -hmm. eating human food and like getting to go for a car ride, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) those three things are the most important. And I think if she could see them and they'd be laid out before her, I think she would choose car ride above all else but since she doesn't know that there's multiple steps before you know what I mean like food she smells me she can see but car ride is like go down to the car Mm -hmm. you know I don't know I I can't I don't want to speak for her honestly like see I interpreted it as like she gets a little anxiety and then like wants to eat because she doesn't know what's going on (laughs) no no she doesn't have that um she she is the opposite if she gets uh like she won't eat even if there's a most exciting treat when we're on the walk. Like when we go on the dog walk, she goes to work. She's at work. She's protecting me. She's protecting herself. And like today, the people at the coffee shop will offer her like a little bit of cheese or locks. Even she loves that. And she won't even like, she'll smell it. And then she'll be like, I'm at work. I can't <laughs> possibly be uh, caught nibbling at work. Um, but yeah, she won't eat when she's nervous. I I kind of have the opposite. So like, um, I do this weird thing where I sleep eat. I don't know if I told you about this. Yeah. It's, it's like the most bizarre thing. It's been happening again, like almost every night. And it's like, if I get like a little anxiety or like any sort of anxiousness. And you don't take any medication? Mm-mm. Hmm. I mean, I think that that's really common. I think particularly if you're careful about what you do, eat or do during the day it's just like you're not no I'm not I'm a vegetarian and like I try to eat like pretty healthy but like it's only maybe the past like week I've been like okay I have to like really take better care of myself and eat better but like uh it's it's like a sleep like I'm asleep when I do it I'm sleeping and then I eat a bunch of food I'll eat like just like spoonfuls of peanut butter, like six croissants, uh, like just weird stuff. Yeah, I have that too. That's I have that too. Uh, but I take sleep medicine, so I always blamed it on that. Uh-huh. Um, where I just like wake up and be like, I mean, frozen <laughs> peas. Like, what is happening? Or like, I'll put like hot sauce on like no something so weird, like frozen spinach. Because I like at a certain point, I had to like stop keeping any food that I didn't have to cook. Like I, I only keep food. I cook because of that. It's just like, <laughs> just be like, but I thought it was because of medicine, but that's interesting. I wonder it's, and I know that feeling it's impossible to stop it. Like it, you're just, it just happens. It's so strange. And like, I went to a sleep clinic and um, they like hooked me up to all these things to try and figure out what was wrong with me. It was inconclusive, but um. I did sleep the other night, but that was because I got like 
kind of woken up. So I was awake and sleeping, sleep eating, or excuse me, awake from being asleep and then started eating a bunch of food. And I had the weirdest thing happen. Um, maybe at like 3.30 in the morning. I feel like you'd appreciate this. this I already do. So I woke up to someone going, hey girl. I was like, what the fuck? And you know my place. Like I live in such a spooky building. It's like 110 years old. And um, and then I could hear talking and I was like, oh my God, I must've left the computer open. But that just like, doesn't really make any sense. I went to bed like three or four hours ago. Why would it be? Why would I be hearing something now? You know, that's really strange. So I went to come downstairs to look and the computer was closed. Whoa. Started on its own like four hours after I had closed it. So that's strange. So strange. Yeah. Well, your place is definitely um, full of activity, mm-hmm. um, but in a, a delightful way, like in a comedic way or like an old timey comedic way. Hold on. Spooky. Yeah, for sure. What are you doing? <laughs> Hold on. I have to pause this. Sure. Sorry. That's okay. This isn't normal. Sorry, guys. Just having a a dog, dog uh, inter, not a dog intervention. Puppy problems. Puppy problems, exactly. Um. So yeah. So you went to. You were saying it's inconclusive. It was yeah. It was really weird. Um. Uh. Yeah. It was just playing by itself, and the computer was closed. Oh right. Oh yeah, the inconclusive sleep results too. But uh, yeah, the computer was just like playing by itself, and like there was like a three day period where I was having a lot of like really weird, spooky things happening, like the radio. When was that? Uh, it was actually the anniversary of my friend's death. Like right then, yeah, that's when it started to happen. Like the three days before and right after her death. What? When was that? Um, February fourteenth. Oh yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but so lots of really weird things were happening like right around then. And it doesn't, it's not my character, but I'm, I'm always, I try to stay really closed off to it because I can get really spooked by it. Which doesn't seem like I would be that way, but like my mom has had like so many wild experiences and paranormal experiences too. And she's really like open to it. So she has way more and it just freaks me out. Oh, but, really? Yeah, I've had some scary things happen here too. Like what? <laughs> well, I, I'm curious to hear about it because I don't have the experience of um, growing up anyone that believes in that. So I'm, it's hmm. interesting to hear a perspective of a second generation believer. Yeah. And I guess it's like, I wouldn't even, yeah, believer for sure. But it's kind of like saying, do you believe that, you know, wind exists, you, know, you can't see it physically, but you see its movement or the color you're perceiving. It's, it's, it is a belief, right? But it's, it's also kind of like a fact in a weird way, you know? There's like places in Zurich studying other dimensions that's really, really curious. So maybe it's some sort of echo of another time or something. I'm not really sure, but yeah, my mom has these experiences and they're like very factual. Like I'll have dreams that, you know, I'll be like this thing's gonna happen during this time. And then, you know, kind of, get a cue about it but yeah so I've always had that in my lineage and um it's it's spooked me and I've had when she came to stay with me 
um, right before the pandemic, I started having like the craziest experiences. Like uh, I remember um, this is one of the weirdest things that started with, um, I would hear this woman yelling when I would go into bed and you know, my bed, it's like a loft bed. I would hear this woman yelling at a man. And I remember thinking, geez, how do I know she's yelling at a man? Like maybe I can kind of hear like a, a murmur of a guy or something like, and it, I live in the Canyon. So everything sound echoes in a really strange way, kind of like at the Integratron in the sound chamber, you know, the person next to you doesn't hear you as well as the person across from you. There's something odd that happens with sound. Um, so I just kind of assumed maybe they were in the alley or something like that. And so I was like, well, I'll put my earplugs in and I won't be able to hear them. And when I put my earplugs in, it got louder. And I was like, oh, that's how odd. Let's just, let's just be in denial and go to bed. And the next night it happened again. And so I thought, it was, I was like, well, there's got to be some explanation for this. Like if surely if I put my hands over my ears, it will be quiet. So I did that after I put my earplugs in, it got louder. And when I put my hands over my ears, it got even louder. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. And I was like, no, my God, <laughs> this is terrifying. Uh, so that happened. My mom heard it too. And um, does she sleep up in the loft with you? Nope. She was sleeping on the pullout couch. Um, that seems smart. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I woke up, um, to a woman laying beside me, like screaming in my face. And then I woke up from that. Another, and this is like all during the time she was there. Um, that same woman was at the end of my bed with her back turned towards me and like lifted up my arm and like dropped it on my stomach. And then I woke up from that and I thought, oh my God, like this is terrifying. And Why I, do you think my, my, my like my timer? And I was like, okay, if my mom wakes up within the next like 60 seconds, I'm not crazy. Something just happened because this felt like it was real. And then um, I heard my mom wake up and it was like three in the morning. I was like, mother, why are you awake? She's like, I don't know. But she had told me this woman keeps waking her up. Oh, for real? Yeah. She was having these same similar experiences. Like a woman was there and I'd see her from the corner of her eye and like hear her and all this weird stuff. But you were going to ask me, why do I think? Um, I don't remember anymore, but uh, has your mom always had these experiences? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's Canadian? She is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much about Canada, but like I know that every state is different in, in here in the U.S. and every country is usually different. Is Would you say Canada is more skeptical or more believing in the supernatural what an interesting question um <laughs> i think you know i try not to lean too hard into any stereotypes obviously but um some things are really different about canada obviously gun control religion and healthcare are huge things so i think there's a bigger separation between religion and government things like that like i would never know like I don't remember any prime minister being religious or anything like that. Um, and so I think there's a, there is some sort of openness, but I, I think it's person to person. Um, maybe there's something to be said about like it being so much bigger than the U S and us having so much more space and land that's not concrete, but like when you go far North, like being in the Arctic and things like that, like people have, stories you know because I, I was there briefly 
I don't, I think, I feel like someone talked to me about UFOs there. And that was before, you know, government documents became much more unclassified. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm really curious about it. Because if you go like, you know, Central America is, believes very much so in all of those things. Mm. And maybe it's the more north you get, the less you believe. Not maybe like but the, I would think maybe the opposite like maybe the more you would believe because the sky is so much more clear and you see like the wildest things there there's no light pollution when you're in the arctic you actually right. can, like I was saw comets like in the sky I saw like the most unbelievable like did you go there for fun or for work uh, I was studying Inuit people what yeah <laughs> really yeah like what aspect just generally so before I came to America, um, like my family doesn't have a bunch of money. So like I had to, I had to earn a bunch of it so I could actually come to the U S and study, study here. And that was a means to be able to like live here and then like just travel permanently and do all that kind of weird stuff. And, um, it was so expensive, right? Like cause our dollar is like, you maybe lose 40% of your dollar. So it costs you, you know, a dollar 40 to get an American dollar. So school, yeah, school's expensive. So I was like, what could I possibly do that would make me a large amount of money in a short amount of time so I could go to school and like do all these different things. And so I ended up working. Um, and it's basically like you're, you're mapping communities that don't have street names or numbers on the houses. It's just like this whipped cream dream, but like, it's in winter, so there's no light. So no light. No light. So far north. Wow. So how long did you do that? For? Little like Michelin man, like in a snowsuit, just like yeah. Um, November to January, with like one break in between. You would, I think you'd actually really like it. I went to these places called like Iqaluit, which was, is a big city, but uh, Pangerton, Clyde River, Pond Inlet. These like really wild places like there's no trees that it's all tundra all the houses are on sticks because it'll snap everything if you're on the ground it's just ice it's, it's wow. like another planet it's i've never been anywhere like that before a lot of people haven't it's it's just it's it's also hard to get to right so we took like three planes two commercials and then one um like emergency plane like a rescue plane where you can yeah. see see the pilot like eh, eh, eh. oh my god <laughs> pretty scary actually Wait, so um did you what would you say I mean what is the experience of being there what is it like like to be on a different planet yeah it's it's I feel like your inner world is is different like I mean you can really hear it and you can potentially have a lot of appreciation for your experience in your other planet because, because it's really hard for a lot of the people there. Like there's no roads to leave. You know, those, have you ever seen the nookshooks? Do you know those like two, two rocks standing like this and then a rock like this and a tiny rock? Have you ever seen those? People sometimes have them in their lawns. It's obviously less. Yeah. So those are, those are used in the Arctic to let people know, like they guide them through kind of like the big whipped cream snow dream so that they know where, Hey, there's like lodging here where you can bring your skidoo and wait so you can get warm and 
if you're traveling to a different place or like hunting and things like that. So um, it's a different world, you know, there's no, like I said, there's no, literally no road to just drive from, you know, one city to the next. You have to take planes and stuff. So do they, is it in that, in the summer, it's just like the whole time? Um, so I was only in the Yukon during the summertime and yes, that was amazing. I was in an old like mining town. It's like all these, um, like late 1800s brothels with like velvet wallpaper and, um, the place I was staying actually had this thing called a sour toe cocktail, which had a dead man's toe in it. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. What does that even mean? Like the, <laughs> it's this place called Dawson City, Yukon. And like, it's, it's kind of like an art community of all these like freaky cool people. And then just like <laughs> wild, like rugged people that love living in that extreme climate. Of like um, extreme cold and extreme hot? I don't know that it gets extremely hot when I was there in the summertime. It wasn't extremely hot. They just love like snow? I think they... Well, I think when you go to places like that, there's a reason you want to be isolated because it's really isolating. Not everybody's born into it. Like a lot of people in that particular community, Dawson City, they weren't born into it. A lot of them were from Montreal and different places and they were like, fuck the government, fuck everything and just kind of there. Um, but so they're pretty eccentric locals and some of the people when they die, they don't have their toes. And they keep it in a, like a mason jar filled with rock salt. And they it, donate their toes? Their toes. Like how those things you have at the bottom of your body? Yeah. At least only, I maybe not all the toes, but I saw a big toe. I think it's always a big toe. Yeah. And they do like a glass of whiskey and they put the toe in it. And then you have to drink it so that the toe touches your lip. And there was a guy in the news recently, maybe like two years ago, he swallowed the toe. He got charged. Charged? Yeah. <laughs> like monetarily or like like with a fine or with a I guess or find I should say. So you touched a dead toe to your mouth? I didn't do it. I don't like whiskey. But um tastes like corn. That's weird to me. Corn juice, no. Um I I remember you when don't I like corn? I I mean maybe something weird like cream corn I would eat. <laughs> or corn on the cob. I like corn Does on the cob. The toe make it more like get you like way more fucked up or something i don't think so i think it's just bragging rights bragging that, rights i always forget about that yeah I, I mean i can't i don't know that wilds would yeah i guess to freak people out you know just feel like i drank from the toe or maybe it's your loved one's toe and you want to honor their wishes how do you detoe someone is that the coroner's job oh good question yeah what if they die and then like you know family members like quick let's get henry's toe because that's <laughs> not a con- i mean i've never heard of that in my life yeah we should we should look into that i imagine it be the corner are you a donor i'm not a toe donor are you a other type of donor what do you want <laughs> uh, actually <laughs> no i don't want any any of that stuff um mm. i'd be willing to donate <laughs> you know are you a donor i'm a donor i didn't want to be an eyeball donor for all my other licenses i said you could take all my organs except my eyes because it figured if like i before i didn't know what happens to you after you die and i was like yeah he's so messed up to be walking around the like afterlife with no eyes but then i realized i learned a lot and i realized 
that's not what happens. So now I'm a full on donor. Um, Great. Yeah. Yeah. What's the process of like getting donations? You just put a sticker on your license. No, but like, you know, we're talking about how to get the toe off. Oh, I think you, they cut you open and you have a thing called an organ tree and they pull it out and then they- An organ tree? Yeah. What's that? What does that mean? I don't know. I just remember reading that. I used to be into gore and stuff and it's like your organ tree where all your, you know, they take all your organs and stuff. I think everything that they want to donate is all in like one general area. Okay. I don't really know too much about it. Maybe they donate like bone marrow and skin now. Um, Maybe there wasn't as much need for skin in the past. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't really know how any of it, or if it dies immediately, if it's no good. I'm not sure. I I personally can't wait till nobody has bodies. Mm -hmm. You know? I I think I I was looking at, um, I was watching this, a girl on YouTube, she does, she's a mortician and she would like break down everything that happens when like, when you die, give you yeah. of, um, what's that? I'm missing the word right now. The pickling process. Embalming. Yes. If you choose to be embalmed, what does that look like? Um, like what happens with like everything? Yeah. We I had... watched a lot of her episodes. Yeah. You, you love gore. You love, old school I don't love dark info <laughs> I don't love it I think you know for me it was like uh, someone I knew had passed away and I was really I'm confused sorry. after it happens yeah. you know um it's and I was confused after like there were things that I saw that didn't make sense to me and I wanted to understand and I think the ways that I process is like even if it's like a really intense detail I want to know I guess my I was speaking more to my reference, my vantage point of like when I see a lady mm-hmm. like you, I think of old Hollywood and like you know and like uh, and forensics. But that's not that's not necessarily what you portray to the world. You're like you're a guitar teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I teach I teach guitar, bass, piano, vocals. To you, kids or to all humans? Yeah, everyone. I had I had a much older student before. I think my oldest is probably like, I don't know, in their 40s. What's your youngest student? My youngest student ever was, I think, three. Ha! <laughs> Did they talk yet? Yeah. Yeah, three-year-old people can Just, talk. Yeah, I spend so much time with kids and teenagers and... There's always like, I th- that's the interesting thing. Grownups always feel so self-assured, like they know everything. Or I guess not always, but often people can lose that little magical sparkle because they're really focused on being protected. And part of protection is feeling like, you know, what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. yeah. I spend a lot of time with kids too. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I have nephews. I lived with them cool. for like a year and a half sorry uh yeah it's funny they're like it's amazing it's amazing um it's amazing they're at perfect ages now they're like seven and eleven so there's Mm -hmm. no like meltdown for no reason every meltdown has a reason and it's like okay we could talk about this like I totally get what's going on let's let's chit chat but yeah before it was like what is it why (laughs) this is too 
hot. And it's like, that's great. It'll be cold in one second. It's like, I don't want it cold now. It's like, geez, or whatever. It's so extreme. But now they're just, it's like, okay, dude, let's talk about it. Talk about it. I texted my nephew actually this morning. Really? <laughs> he doesn't have a phone, but I figured like at some point he'll go on his computer and he'll be like, <laughs> Bonnie texted me. Oh, he's got a low voice. I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, I feel like around like twelve, things start to really shift. You see, like, because at like rock and roll camp for girls, like that's one of the ages you'll see them before eleven. Because it's, I think it's eight to seven. Yeah, it's eight to seventeen. You can go to the camp. Yeah. Um, and there's so much more freedom. And then once eleven, twelve hits, a lot of the times it shifts into self. Self. Being a girl is so not, um, is so different. And mm-hmm. that's like a especially tough time. Yeah. Um, but that's so cool you do that. It seems like there should be, it seems like there should be more talk of how, like, um, difficult and awkward a time that is. I feel like everyone's always like you're gonna get pimples and that's it, like all they talk about but no one's ever like yeah it's gonna be weird like mm-hmm. people are gonna start to look at your body and you might want your body to be different yeah it might change you might not want it to change or you might want it to change whatever like just like don't yeah. worry no one ever talks about that they're just like, yeah, yeah get pimples and like your hormones and maybe it'll be sex crazy but it's, yeah. it's not really like, even like periods, you know, like I remember when like, I was a kid, like all you'd see on TV was like blue liquid. I was like, what the? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so funny. What is this? So I didn't even know it was my period when I got it. And I went through puberty in grade four, you know, like I was so young. I wouldn't even really understand because I think grade five is when we started like sex education or something like that yeah what's up with Canada what how do they treat uh sex education I mean in my school it wasn't an issue it wasn't anything I think there were like a couple kids that couldn't sit in the class I remember that in high school like they were embarrassed no their parents were didn't want them to be in the class I, I don't know if it, it's I it was, oh shit Sorry, it's barfing. Hold on. Oh, no. Thank you for your patience. You got it. Please continue. You said some kids, their parents wouldn't let them in the class. That seems more embarrassing than anything. Yeah, she I liked her. She was cool. That was this. um, Shout out to Camilla. (laughs) Cool. Uh, She was. I felt bad for her. Like kids were pretty mean to her. She why? She was really awkward and didn't speak to anyone. And um, you know, they're just. Well, she always wore like sweats, and she was just like the cl- like classic kind of nerdy, like you know, some physical attributes that people made fun of her for. Um, so so shitty. Cool. I was always nice to her. I remember I'd say hi to her and she would never look me in the eyes. <laughs> I was like, hey, she's like, yeah. <laughs> but like she would come in a van with her like big family and like they would, 
I think it seemed like her parents might have been abusive in retrospect, but mm. yeah, allowed to be in sex ed class, which I always felt was such a bummer. But, like for a religious reason. I mean, like I want to say religious, but I don't know if they were in like a certain religion or a cult or, or what their deal was, but it didn't, it, something just wasn't right. So she was only allowed to be in certain things. What's the biggest religion in Canada? I have no idea. Maybe Christianity. Is there a lot of cults in Canada? Mm. It seems pretty American. Yeah, I would say, well, religion to me and my experience in living in Canada and living in America is much more of an American thing. Like you would never see on Canadian money anything about God that's like wild and insane because the whole concept is that it's separate. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely remember coming. Wait, what? separate (laughs) god doesn't make money i don't understand church and state are supposed to be separate right why i don't get it (laughs) um so yeah it's it's definitely different like i i was always surprised like coming here how religious people were it's for sure really different not everyone obviously but no yeah they did a i think we talked about this before but they did like a poll of like 50 countries and they're the top three most important things to the people in those countries based on, I don't know, several thousand people <laughs> in each country. And I, I was shocked that America, the United States was like the only country out of these like 50 countries that had um, spirituality as their top, mm-hmm. top priority. I, I always thought, like I imagined, um, everywhere that it was like you know because I think here at least you're taught in school that people are their religion like wherever you live is like this is this religion yeah you know like it's you know over here it's Hindu and here is this and this and this and it's like oh okay uh yeah cool let's say like people in Canada or like other like or European countries I've been to aren't spiritual because I mean I think like a lot of like liberal people use that verbiage to describe something else you know another a belief spirituality yeah like meaning your relationship to God or other yeah exactly like people are like that for sure like and open and and all those things, but not like into, not as much from my experience, which is also like, it's a skewed experience too, because obviously everyone's just coming from their own perspective and their own people that they interact with. My experience, yeah, like not, it's not so organized. The religion is just. Right. But of, uh, of the survey that I believe wholeheartedly to be absolute truth and law and <laughs> everyone should bow to this survey, they say, said <laughs> that no none of the other 50 countries put spirituality as like one of their three top most important things it's like family um, okay job and country or whatever it was it was like not like spirituality came forth yeah (laughs) no one else was like oh it's my most important thing except here where you know we don't have to have the conversation of whether or not it actually are you actually spiritual? Do you actually believe in God? Are you just saying that for your neighbors? <laughs> but, <laughs> but here people stated that that is their most important um, personal attribute. And I think that that is wild. And yeah. I just wonder, 
Yeah. I guess I wonder, are you, sorry, this is pretty stupid, but is Canada, Canada is a mix of British and French stuff, right? But like stuff, do you mean like people or do you, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I guess like Montreal's French stuff, but you guys care about the queen of England <laughs> or something? Um, personally, I'm not invested in royalty but we're part of the commonwealth just australia is part of commonwealth um so that there's like a definite vibe of that which is really interesting right it's so strange like the that's cool australia is cool so you australia and uk are like best friends bffs yeah that's so cool (laughs) yeah there's you know there's a lot more flexibility like if you're going to live and work that's um that like if you're I think it's like under 28 then you can go and like work in the UK it's super easy to get a visa and it's like I think maybe max like three years you're allowed to be there but it's just yeah it's different it's like a lot easier to maybe you had a hard time coming here right Mm -hmm. sorry thanks (laughs) yeah it was okay I mean it's just money is like a huge part of it too so but it's it's all good now everything's cool I'm not a citizen I could be if I wanted to but um I don't know it's kind of weird you know yeah totally it's maybe it's a good time also to just kind of sit and wait and see like Mm -hmm. lord only knows what's going to happen I just found out from the last podcast I did that if the world didn't have trees for two days we would die it would just take two days I thought it would be like a couple months at least it's terrifying I've never thought about that yeah yeah. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? You oh, I was gonna maybe go to Clifton's tonight. What's going on there? <laughs> My friend Chris, this is crazy. His job is to DJ for Paul McCartney. Whoa. Tonight? Yeah, I'm friends with his his girlfriend. Um, and she's really cool. You'd like her. Nice. She makes her own tarot cards and stuff and all this. Ooh la la. She's really neat. Um, so yeah, he's DJing with a bunch of people tonight. Um, so I might go to Clifton's or I'm probably just going to not go <laughs> and um, songwrite because I'm working on um, my album because we're going to start recording next week. So Oh, congratulations. Thanks. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I don't know if this is like um, weird or personal or anything, but it is both weird and personal. But I don't know if you approve this message, but I realized something. Um, this is, uh, it's about self-image. Is that okay? You're going to ask me right now. Sure. Yeah, of course. What? I was like, I'm terrified what you're going to say. Oh no. I just, I had a big realization yesterday and I feel like usually when I have a realization around an interview time, I think it's helpful to talk about it because and I, it makes me feel as though other people are probably struggling with it. And I think talking about it might help somebody. But I had a realization, and this is so embarrassing and like exactly what I don't want to talk about. But I, I, it seems like it might be something is uh, I got like I was sick for like five months. I quit smoking and then I gained like 15 pounds and then I got super sick and I gained like 10 more pounds. And as a five foot tall person, like gaining 25 pounds is pretty, pretty, as like a hundred pound weighing person gaining like a quarter of my weight 
is it it was pretty extreme and I felt horrible and I was just like and I felt so bad about myself and I I just like it just I felt so bad about myself and I didn't it wasn't a matter of like in my mind it didn't really matter what I looked like it just felt bad I didn't feel good um and I I set my mind to think that if I just like was back to my normal weight that I would feel good about myself. And I was convinced, you know, I was like, I I didn't even know it wasn't that, you know what I mean? I was just like, Oh, if you're just back to the normal weight, you're supposed to be that you've always kind of been like, you're going to be so happy and that's all it's going to take. And then like, so that happened. And then I was like, still like, didn't feel good about myself. And I was like, I don't understand. Like you just spent a year convinced or whatever, six months convinced that all you need to do is this one thing. You did it, which is so cool, but it didn't change the way you feel. And I was like, that is crazy. Like, and I was like, oh, probably even if I keep losing weight, I won't get that feeling because it's not a visual thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the way I feel. And I never thought of that before. And I have been so focused on for the first time it being as simple. I know it's not simple, but it being as simple as like being able to see a number, you know, not like it wasn't an abstract thing. Like you just don't like yourself. It was like, Oh, there's a number I can, I know what number makes me happy. And then getting there and it not being that, and then being like, Oh, you view yourself in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Like that's what, like, it's not real. It's not false, but it's just like, you see stuff differently than is reality. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize that. And so like yesterday I was like, yeah, like look in the mirror and be like, oh, that's not real. It was a really far out thing. And I know that this is some stuff that you think about. Mm -hmm. And I I just wanted to know if you'd be willing to talk about that. Um, just, Just the idea of not seeing yourself the way that everyone else sees you particularly visually Hmm. wow what an interesting thing to say yeah I don't know how everybody else sees me that's I I, you know it's it's we've talked about it before like you know I have BDD and there's a lot of cognitive distortion that is inside of that obviously like um I and what you said before you're like oh it's easy well no it's not easy well I I think you're right like the concept is easy the application well, the concept is simple, but the application is not easy, right? The application of realizing and moving through earth, knowing that this is just an external thing and I'm not supposed to be attached to it. And I don't, I'm a bad feminist if I have all these fucked up feelings. Um, I've been really digging into it more lately because I feel like, you know, I write for Bust Magazine and I write towards people that are believing and agreeing with my concepts already. And I've realize that I do something right. Oh, guess we all do. Right. Where we're addressing externalized misogyny, but we're not as clearly addressing it in ourselves. And, and BDD is not necessarily misogyny. That's, that's something different, but um, it's interesting. It's, it's like, I'll hold myself back in certain ways because I'm so scared of being perceived. Like it's scary to be seen. And that's a great thing. Being scared is good. Like it's, it's not just like a bad sensation, but it can be really overwhelming. And I've always struggled with, with that concept. And I think what you were saying too, about like going through puberty and how girls are interacted with can be so different and so much more 
harsh physically. And I think, you know, when you understand this too, as a musician and as an artist and like a comment section or how people will respond to you is going to, it's going to be different. Right. And like, it can be much more physical and it can be much more aggressive, like the anger that people have towards you. And there's always, yeah, I've I've just had such a fear from that since I was a kid. Cause I, I was, it's like who wasn't bullied. I was bullied so bad when I was little and a lot of it was like physical. I remember this is so stupid. It's stupid that it I still like hurts my feelings when I think about it. But I remember someone, uh, and during the summertime, so I was such a geek and like, I never had any friends or anything. And I'd just be like indoors, like allergic to the sun, <laughs> allergic to artificial flavors. I couldn't have a juice box. Oh my God. One eyebrow, big gap in between my teeth. I'm like, <laughs> um, and, uh, went to the playground once by myself and I saw like somebody like graffitied on the side of this big yellow slide. And it was like, Kelly, biggest nose in the country and it had like a nose that like tripped down the slide <laughs> so devastating for like a child you know and like I remember like older people wanted to beat me up like I was in grade four and I'd have people in grade seven like who wanted to kick my ass it's really hard to imagine every that. Friday every Friday at school I remember Astro Boy would be on tv and I'd watch it with just like the most like twisted stomach, like dreading going because they would humiliate me in front of everyone. So kind of like, you know, your neural nets are being built. And I mean, those are always being created, right? But mine were just like, oh, association with like human spaces, like rejection, fear, embarrassment. Um, And I think that's the cool thing about being an artist and being a musician and being a person is like just like let them hate you, let them tear you apart, be ugly, stop trying to not be ugly. There's ugly parts in all of us. And and ugly is, you know, I'm using that as in a flexible way. Like right. we're scared of showing the things we're embarrassed of. Everybody's trying to look happy all the time. Everyone's so happy and inspiring envy. Like that's this thing you're supposed to always do. Like don't show your vulnerable side. And it's like, I just, I don't agree. I think it's it's what makes the people that I love so talented and so brave. And it's why we, for lack of a better word, brave, but like, it's why we like love the artists that we love, you know, when we see them live. Um, So it's something I've always struggled with, but yeah, it's this cognitive dissonance of like, I feel this way, but I also feel this way. Like like things to say and I like my music and I'm good at it. And I'm scared of going on. Like I've had the worst stage fright my whole life yeah just I I guess another thing is I've been um hyper focused on this because of writing I realized like um I just took like two months away from society and people I saw you which is remarkable like I saw (laughs) you and maybe like two other people in the last two months and um and I real I was just like you know people I love were like what is going on? It's over. You are done writing. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, time to like get back to it, which is like seeing them once every two weeks. You know, it's not like asking that much, but it, I, I was just like, I'm not, I can't. And mm-hmm. I realized that um, writing um, and particularly what we're writing about is just, it's such a strange space of being completely like, opening completely up to any possibility every idea 
hoping to feel the most painful things on, you know, pull off boulders that are on top of hidden, you know, pathways to the worst memories and just be completely like open channel all times open when you, and when you open you're it's like, you know, that what that means is just completely sensitive, begging to become more sensitive, begging to be open, but then also having this other side of it, like being um, kind and open to other people writing on your music, you know, mm-hmm. and being like supportive and respectful and like um, these things that don't seem to go hand in hand with being completely vulnerable, just like, yeah, like, yeah. like helping and kind and light and then also like and letting go of ego and and while being completely open also being like you need to be right you need to be quick you need to be nice you need to be sad you need to be happy you need to be expansive explode like all of these different things all at once and it's just like it's just insane and then also like while also at some point being like, okay, time to close. Like I'm closed. I'm done. And then be like, okay, wait, what? And then be like, yeah, you want to hang? <laughs> like, like <laughs> Sure. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Let's, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, it's just such a whirlwind of an experience, but I realize it's not that dissimilar to regular life in the sense of like trying to be open mm-hmm. and you know, respectful, but I to, like not have much of a filter. So that helps me like transition through those spaces. Like okay. I hide a lot of things that I'm ashamed of. And I think that's, you know, something I learned a long time ago because I've always had to like advocate for friendships. I've never had like people, no one ever talks to me. So <laughs> I'm, it's always me like talking to everybody else and, you know, um, well, do you, do you think of yourself as that little kid more than you think of yourself as all of the things you've become? I, maybe I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really complex question. I think I don't see a vision of myself as a child in my head, but I do always assume people can see the things inside me like, Oh, oh that I maybe sometimes like some of the things I've been through I'm always surprised when people are surprised that I was such a little dweeb when I was a kid I'm like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah I mean it's there's it's I I don't need to say it but you're like a goddess you know like you're a goddess I mean I'm gonna consume that I'm gonna try not to deflect that because I really appreciate that especially coming from you but yeah I don't I don't like <laughs> I understand. I, I I understand. It's just I think it's really that's another thing. It's impossible to see it in other people. Like you would yeah. say, I mean, I'm sure just as I'm sure it's weird for me to be like, yeah, I hate myself. You're like You're crazy. <laughs> but it's like I get it. I don't know why. It's just a uh, maybe it's like the final frontier or something. I think so. I think I think there's like this twisted part of you that wants to hold on to these old ideas as like shields and armor. Like if I hold on to the concept that there's something inherently slightly flawed or deeply wrong, then nobody else can point it out in me for me. If I believe this, cause it's too scary to believe all the other things that you've become, right? It's like, it's too scary. So you just, I think there's a part of you that wants to hold on to these concepts and it's frightening to really shift and grow like to, to be great 
the idea of being great, like greatness is so scary. And I think the best way I can kind of connect that dot is writing something that I really liked last year and it going really well. And I felt really good. And then I felt really bad. And I, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, no, it's kind of like what you said about weight. I've always, I've put that on, like, I've never really thought too much about weight, but I've put a lot on the idea of building something and creating something. And that put so much magical thinking into just that being the thing. Once I have that, then I'll be good enough. It's almost like hustling for self-worthiness or hustling for love from others. Like, look at this thing I did. And look, it's like, I definitely fall into the category of almost like not overachieving because I don't feel like I am, but it's like, oh, I write for this magazine. I do No, that. I understand. Yeah. I'm a guitar player, but I also play bass and I play drums and I play right. keyboard. I'm a singer and I have a podcast. And it's just, I, I definitely, I actually like all those things. I'm deeply interested and excited all the time. But yeah, it's, there's that level of it, you know? Yeah, I can understand that too. So, I mean- the only thing I can say to that is all I wanted to be always was a musician. So I felt like pretty good. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, you did that crazy idea. You had that, like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have, like, I don't have to prove anything to myself, um, mm-hmm. which what I felt for a long time. Like that, that wasn't, I, there was a certain amount of musician I needed to be in order to feel like it's official maybe this like uh maybe getting unemployment for it was the final like that was like the big break like yeah it's official government's giving you money to not do your job that's how much it's your job (laughs) carrying around a guitar case and you know um people saying shit to me like oh is that a clarinet like shit like that people would say to me so much and it would just like eat me alive you know I just wasn't strong enough at that moment right. so I'd keep practicing and then I'd get start to get good and then I would kind of sabotage it like I'd walk away from it like whoa this is not the paradigm inside my head like I don't complete like I'm not that's not what I am like right. it's like this alphabet well, isn't that a shame that other people's Some like shit other people's problems with their own identities which is what that is it's mm-hmm. like or people's problem being parented shitty and then taking it out on other people is what kept you from your dreams like that really sucks someone being like mean and it's like and I, I like to like take that all on like on my own of like okay yeah all these other kids maybe they're going through whatever or like I mean this wasn't when I was a kid too this is when I was like 20 walking down the street with yeah but that's just that doesn't say anything about you yeah it just says that other person is an idiot I mean and it's cool you're working with girls now and like but it's like I think I think that's the thing that that's the secret sauce that like we project this image on some level of showing up and getting there. And that means that it was easy or it it means that like people supported you. And I did have a lot of support and things like that, but it's also all this other shit, but it doesn't endow you with an excuse to not show up for yourself. You're not like in doubt, like you don't get to just not be like present or not be vulnerable or not keep going. And I think there's this, this idea of like, if it feels bad, you don't have to do it, but like growth is painful. That's why it's called growing pains. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. this, there's, there's a reason 
just because something feels a little bit awful doesn't mean you can't, you shouldn't have to do it. And I think for me, my process was really like, whoa, like super wobbly, like getting there and then coming down and then, and feeling like you said, like almost like a need to prove yourself as a musician uh, or like, you know, I'd play a show and then drunk guys would come up to me like, wow, you're actually good. And it would just, I wasn't there enough yet and myself to be able to eat that, you know, it it was really, it was hard for me, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. I think that, I think that that could go either way. Cause that made me feel that kind of stuff makes me feel really good. Now it's like on tour, we show up somewhere and people treat us really bad, Larry. And then like, wow, you know, and then when we're done, they're like buying us shots or like, you know, the sound people or the bar tenders or whatever just like oh god another girl man uh and then we play and they're like holy shit that was really good and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> like it does or- feel good too kind yeah. of like candy can feel good you know <laughs> like- no i i know i'm just like i just as we have different experiences yeah i feel really happy that my or lucky that my experience with um other people's prejudices and also just being a small person um, like a short person or whatever it's like I or like having a funny voice has always been a thing for me where people have always made fun of me for my voice or whatever and now it's just like haha sucker like <laughs> you know or like or just like oh you yeah like having to prove that you're stronger tougher all of these things to realize oh my god I've been trying to prove this to other people but really I just sh- wanted to be it myself but I'm not it and then being like, okay, I got to be it. Yeah. That's, I think, what it's about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, that's such an interesting thing. And, like, when I go see shows, too, like, I, I, okay, so I went to Bob Baker Theater, Bob Baker Marionette Theater last week. because oh, I just cool. Place, right? It's amazing. And they were doing, they were having rock shows for Schoolhouse Rocks. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I won't, I love going to see stuff and not knowing what's going to happen. So I, like, didn't look up the artists and just bought tickets. And I went and I saw this band, Grady Strange, and I can't believe I haven't heard them. Before. Oh, yeah, I know them. I love watching him play. I've never seen them, but we, they, are, they record where we record. So oh. in essence, we're best friends. Definitely. And then through you, I'm also best friends with Yeah. That's <laughs> but how it works. Cool. It was so cool to watch because it reminded me of, of like, that electricity and like the things that make artists great and things that make interactions great. Like, it's not about you and like watching yourself in screen and making sure that your bangs look good and you're pretty enough and you're good enough and you're safe enough. It's like, how are you showing up for the other person? And how is that? What are you creating together? What little like energy baby are you creating with that person? That's like shifting everyone's paradigm and everyone's experience. And you know, like, I, I just like watching. There's just something like sparkly and new and it made me excited. And I was like, oh yeah, like, this is what I like. And then to go back to what you said of like, okay, I have to become that, even though we already are that, but it's like, it's, it's just like, it's the, you know, the, the pap smear in front of the audience <laughs> that you gotta do, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you, gotta, you, gotta, you have to be so intimate well, you don't have to. Anybody can be any type of artist that they want to be, but the one that the ones that I like to see and the ones that make me feel or I feel alive when I watch are the yeah. ones that are saying too much and and you know, like they're vulnerable. They're yeah, 
but they're vulnerable in the way that they're like, you maybe perceive them as aggressive or you perceive them as not scared, but those are like, that's the scariest thing to be. Like, I mean, I, I never was a fan of the hives. This is a good example. And I saw them live and they blew my mind. Have you ever seen them? Mm-hmm. I wow. I play with them though. Incredible band. They're yeah. so incredible. We were actually talking about my old band. We were talking about opening up for them. So my singer was friends with them, but that didn't happen. But uh, that would have been great because they're so fun to, like I'll go see bands that I don't even like because I like watching them. That's so cool. I wish I had that quality. Um, Which quality? Like the go outside and be entertained quality. I mean, it's something I, I just force myself to do. I, I don't want to be outside a lot of the time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, oh, I like being home. There's flamingos on the walls. I can- yeah, well, I totally, I realized... Um, I, I mean, I can't worry about it, but uh, a, what, what I've come to realize after this little recording thing is that m- part of my process of doing this shit uh, is like a deep, long rest, like mm-hmm. a deep, long, not using um, language or um, being stimulated, finding something under stimulating um, and just like being with the dog and walking um, or just laying down and just thinking <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. is, is as important as like when I'm like actually like singing or something. It's just like I, as much, I've always wanted to be the kind of person that needs to go out and needs to be entertained and needs all of this stuff, but I need mm-hmm. um, to be alone. And like, it's just, it's, it's weird. Like I didn't really acknowledge that as a need. I just was like, like, you're weird, kind of. But I realize I need. um, I'm weird like that, too. I've never really lived with anyone. Yeah, I couldn't imagine living with a partner. Like, I love being alone. Um, And, like, it's cool that you said that. Like, that's a good, like, that's okay and that's good. And, like. Well, it's just as important as the part that seems important, which I didn't realize. I was just like, oh, you can, you should max out, like. Sammy, our bass player, or Ricky, the drummer, like are full, their days and lives are full from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed, full activities, like accomplishment, all of so much stuff. And it's amazing to watch. And I Mm -hmm. am shocked every day by all that they do. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's like the, it's um it's just a different type of being the kinds of my day is equally full of (laughs) what I have to do and then like needing to be like completely um just resting my brain and not focusing on uh producing new thoughts I feel I feel like with with me like I've always had a lot of anxiety um and then something I really work on and it's not like I'm like, anything anxiety, like, not, not that, just something I've always, Whoa. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not saying I get a permission slip or that it's exceptional. Like a lot of people experience this, but you know, mine can really flare up super bad. And so sometimes like I'll push myself to do things because that thought process is, is maybe not, maybe not reality. Well, we've not been taught or told or no one 
like none of the books you read about your favorite musicians are like yeah and then I like rested for three days and then I went it's just like that I'm <laughs> I'm here to tell you the truth <laughs> like I am what is seemingly lazy but it is not because it is it is all part of the process and the anxiety and coming down from the anxiety and like um everything you know it's well, I mean Cher, Cher was forced into like was it like a year she had to stay in bed or something crazy in the 80s I don't know too much about her but I do like her <laughs> I remember, <that>. I remember <laughs> the oh. boy and I remember yeah she seems really cool the Beckham boy and then also that about Cher that she was like hospitalized for just pushing herself way too hard really <laughs> I know it's hard to see me Santa <laughs> I have a cloud sheet <laughs> oh cool I wonder if this will turn into flamingos oh no because those are real flamingos <laughs> that's a really pretty piece of fabric well is how can people find you and do you have anything coming up that you would like the people to know about you can find me on Instagram Miss Kelly Kathleen that's M-S oh breaking news a man (laughs) um yeah i write for bus magazine so i've got some pieces coming out soon i have a podcast called pink princess phone and i'm writing and recording and so maybe maybe it'll be out tomorrow even though i haven't oh really this won't be out tomorrow though but i'm excited to hear what tomorrow it'll be out that's true oh tomorrow (laughs) Uh, I, I love you. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> bye. Bye.